Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As an actor, it's our responsibility to... Um, be honest, just make sure we're, we're, we're reflecting and, and, and roles like that, we're reflecting a community of people. Um, and it's just important to be truthful and honest. Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another very special Melting Pot show uh, episode. Today, I am in conversation with this very multi-talented, I think a mega talent. Um, uh, He's an American actor, director, writer, martial artist, and his name is Seth Lee. Thank you so much for joining me today, Seth. Hello, what's up? I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Super. So I understand from before we started recording that you are in beautiful Paris. Um, yeah. And so how's that going for you? It's great. Staying busy, um, working with Celine. Uh, I'm not uh, sure how much I can expose just exactly what I'm uh, working with them on. But it's a lot of good stuff. I had just done a campaign for their fall winter show of uh, 2022. Uh, And so now we're working on stuff for 2023, spring, summer, uh, and all that good stuff. So I'm excited for everyone to be able to check all that out. Fabulous. Okay, so let's now do a deep dive into you. At the age of seven, you decide to become an actor. So how did this transition from uh, Austin to LA actually happen? Um, So that was all through uh, the support of uh, my dad and my two sisters, uh, especially my dad, because he uh, was willing to sell his house in Texas and move all the way out to LA just to help, you know, inspire me and get me to where I need to go for something that I was uh, always dreaming about. Uh, so luckily he I had a great support system, uh, primarily from him. 
uh, and that gave me sort of the launch pad that I needed to start my career. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's still around and still kicking it with me and still on this journey with me, uh, same with my two sisters. Um, and so that kind of gets all the credit towards them. Uh, and so I appreciate them for doing that if they are listening to this. Excellent. Um, so what came first? Was it acting or was it your martial arts? It actually was both at the exact okay. same time. Uh, they kind of both always kind of coexisted like hand in hand, like one was always helping the other. Uh, and it started through uh, uh, my dad's friend, Ernie Reyes Jr., uh, who, for those who don't know, was in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films uh, and Red Sonia and all this other good stuff where he was this kind of like cool, like uh, martial artist, actor, stunt guy uh, who just had this like charisma that was so charming. And I think even at a young age, I saw that. And so I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. Um, and uh he was over he was doing essentially what was like zoom back in 2008 or something like that um and uh he was working with my dad on a project and he um taught me how to do a jab cross just a little punch combination um over the phone and so that kind of like then like ignited sort of the flame that I knew was sort of already there uh, to get into acting, to get into martial arts. And yeah. Okay, so are you, are you like a black belt? And is there something beyond a black belt as well? Or is yeah, it, I think uh, it, go ahead. No, no, sorry, go ahead. So is it, is there any, any other kind of, um, you know, uh, level beyond the black belt? Yeah, so it kind of depends what, like, uh, where you're training at, what style, um, most importantly, sort of where, because different uh, uh, studies are, are diff different instructors and uh, everyone else is going to sort of do a different, a little bit of a different system. Uh, and I do have black belts. I have a few and a different, uh, few different styles. Um, I got my first one in Taekwondo and that's sort of where like everything started for me. Um, and then I have one as well. And there's something called CMX, which is, uh, cinematic, like martial art kicking sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, and I've, I've trained in like, uh, other things like Kung Fu, um, Excrema sticks, uh, and other good stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there are definitely different levels. Um, you could get like a second degree black belt, third degree black belt, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a crazy world in the martial arts community. It's one that's really fun and exciting. And, you know, because there's like a melting pot of different styles and instructors and stuff like that, it's just like this like beautiful community where like there's something different about everyone's performance in it you know so so there's a constant learning it's not like you've gotten to a yeah. certain level and then you stop okay so do you exactly. um do you uh do all your stunts uh by yourself in in the films or uh or yeah not? 
Okay. Yeah, so uh, uh, as much as I possibly can do, absolutely. Um, for the accountant, I did all my own fight scenes. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's definitely been, you know, one of the bigger roles that I've had. And so being able to do all my own stunts for that film uh, was very important to me. Um, and yeah, it, again, it all started with Ernie Reyes Jr. So I wouldn't have been able to do all that if it wasn't for him. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about your um, your method of um, cinema. So, so mm -hmm. how much time do you spend when you're preparing for a film? What are you know? What are some of the initial steps that you take? I mean, is it research? How do you approach your character? Um, you know, at such a young age, um, mm -hmm. or you know, you how, how have you over the short span of time that you've been in acting, how have you actually uh, created this method for yourself? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, I, since I've been doing it since I was so young, like, even though like I'd be booking roles and stuff like that, there was still so much for me to learn. And so I, I, I had to, uh, I, uh, have been doing this for so long and since I was so little and so even if I was booking roles I had but, to understand sorry, that, so like, long you're you're 19 and you started <laughs> at the age of, <laughs> age of yeah. seven so it's not yeah. really that long right yeah yeah I mean in the grand <laughs> scheme of things but uh you know being so young and doing yeah, it I guess yeah. it's kind of yeah. like I couldn't be naive and think like my way was the only way so I had to learn how to adjust and craft and find different methods that work for different things. And I feel like every actor, no matter their age, sort of goes through the same process where at some point if they hit a wall and, you know, their, their not career, but just in their method, then, yeah. you know, they know to shake things up a little bit. Um, but for me, I mean, yeah, I definitely do tons of research. Uh, especially when dealing with something like the accountant where I portray someone who is on the spectrum and wanting to be honest with that and do, you know, everything I can to make it as honest as possible. Uh, I was going to uh, schools that specialize with children on the spectrum. Um, and I would just visit and hang out with the kids. And, you know, I'm not bringing like a notebook and pen and paper uh but just getting to really know yeah. some of these kids uh was inspiring enough to you know uh get ideas going and understand like the best way to go about this role um and so I think there's important uh as an actor it's our responsibility to um be honest uh and um just make sure we're 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 reflecting and in and, and roles like that, we're reflecting a community of people. Um, and it's just important to be truthful and honest uh, and not hide behind a wall of like ego or something like that that gets in the way of a performance that otherwise shouldn't be about you. It's about, you know, the truth. It's not yeah. about, you know. Uh, yeah. So I think, you know, it with that with that said um outside of 
stuff like the accountant yeah i mean you know for like comedies and stuff keep it light keep it fun you know what i mean bring bring something fun to the table each time you're you're going into a scene um but yeah yeah i saw that was quite a lengthy answer but it's a great question <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, it was a great answer as well. Um, so can I then say that the accountant was your most challenging role? Or have you have you played any other characters that you find uh, have been more challenging, you found to be more challenging? I will say, yeah, I, I'll say the accountant was probably the most challenging. Uh, but, you know, second billing. <laughs> close close second uh filming in montana just at all and, and november is freezing and Ooh. it was dry and cold uh and being in from texas and living in la i was like shaking the entire <laughs> time um yeah but outside of that yes absolutely Okay, so you you mentioned comedy. So have you have you done um, films like you know where the whole premise is um, comedy? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I I just did something for uh, Disney Big Shot, and then I when I was younger, I did something for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But in terms of aud auditions, you know, I'm getting a lot more. Com not a lot more but I am getting comedies and usually when I'm filming comedies and stuff like that uh it's just like you know it it's fun to just you know throw things at the canvas and see what sticks and you know that can be said for any genre it doesn't hold any like boundaries but especially with comedy you can really see that yeah, yeah, I know, that's true, yeah. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payo, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Um, direction. How mm -hmm. did that happen? I know that you've directed a film called Depression and Insanity, um, and it's a short film, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, so it's it's it, yeah. How did you get into that? I mean, what kind of uh, encouraged you or inspired you to to start writing and directing as well? Yeah. So that came from here. Uh, before I get into this question, just to make life a little bit easier, uh, yeah. let me just let me plug my phone in because um, okay. it stopped working for some reason. Um, I'm just having an absolute great time with these questions. I want to make sure <laughs> nothing gets in the way. <laughs> okay, now, good to go? Uh, yes, we're good to go. Okay, um, super, yeah. So, yes, for directing. Uh, that, 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 I think, as an actor, being, being on set and being there in the environment, I was always like, wow, like, being behind the camera is quite interesting, quite fascinating. Um, and so when I was in the accountant, um, I think those kind of like, um, ideas sort of somehow, I guess, got passed along to Gavin O'Connor, um, and Gavin O'Connor, uh, decided to bring me, uh, sort of backstage for post-production every once in a while, I would invite me over to Warner Brothers and I would sit there and watch the magic and the 
uh, in post and just see his process and see how what that room looks like and how the ebb and flow of everything just like sort of goes. And being in that environment was like the, again, jumping pad sort of to get or launching pad into getting me into like, okay, let's, let's do this. So then I started um, looking into this program called Ghetto Film School. And uh, it was quite, quite a sight to see when I realized that uh, Gavin O'Connor was on the board or at least played a role in Ghetto Film School. Um, and I, so I brought that, uh, brought that to him and I was like, hey, um, what, can you explain more about like Ghetto Film School to me? And then he was like, yeah, like I, you know, I can uh, get you in for like an interview. We can like do all this stuff. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So I applied, got my interview, and the next thing I know, I'm, I'm accepted. And I'm doing this three-year program, essentially, Uh where do different courses, study different things in film. Um, and it includes going to NYU, uh, studying at NYU, learning like East Coast style filmmaking, um, Montclair State University, um, and uh, doing ultimately a thesis film and you know, a plethora of short films and different guest speakers. And it's great because by the time you're an alumni and you graduated, uh, they put you into the uh, atmosphere of internships and all that, all the job opportunities. And so they really like get your career started, especially going there. Um, and I've actually done some great things, you know, since graduating, I, I was class of 2019. And since then. So sorry, gone- how, old, how old were you when you actually got into this film school? Uh, so I was a when I got in, I was 13. And then when I started, I was 14, 14. Uh, which is kind of like the, the, yeah. the minimum age is 14. So I kind of was like, I'm 13 now, but <laughs> it'll, I'll be 14. So like, what's the big deal? Um, and so I, I'm definitely, I was always the youngest in my class, um, which is cool, but it, you know, if everyone's so much older it like took some time to really gel into the system over there um into my different classmates and just like find my way into that uh ecosystem I guess um and so yeah since then I've uh premiered a short film at the Huntington Library in Pasadena uh which I don't know when this will be posted or whatever but 
uh, it could possibly still be there if you're in California, if you're in Pasadena and want to go check it out. Um, and I've worked on Ballers uh, and I'm currently working at Agbo, uh, the Russo Brothers company. Um, and a lot of that was just through GFS, you know, and their connections and putting you into their, their uh, alumni community. Excellent. Um, so you've clearly taken a shine to direction as well. Um, yes. Can, is it still very early for you to actually evaluate and say, hey, maybe I prefer to be behind the camera rather than in front of it? Has, has that thought ever occurred to you or not really? No, I mean, I think um, it's, you know, there's a ton of actors who are directing as well. Um, and it's like when you're in the same industry, like you can sort of do both, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's sort of the plan. Uh, you know, I always say, because uh, people love asking me this and I'm just like, you know, until I'm in a position where I have to make a choice, if I'm ever in that position, then sure, I'll think about it. And it'll give me many restless nights. Um, but for now, you know, I have the time and I can make do with what I have to be both an actor, a director, writer, model, all this other stuff and sort of all make it work out. Um, and so, you know, I'm having fun doing that. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, when you are in that space, as you've rightly said, um, there's no you know, you don't have to, you're not compelled to make a shift uh, from in right. front of the camera to behind the camera, because I think, uh, like you've rightly said, you know, there's opportunity um, for both. Um, and, right. and, it, and if you have the experience in both, then why not? Um, I think it's, yeah. it's a very, very good space to be in because um, it gives you that flexibility as well, right? Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Tell me about television. Um, have you had any projects uh, for television? Ha has there been an opportunity for that? Uh, because that's not something that I was able to find when I was researching uh, you and you know the kind of stuff mm -hmm. that you have been involved in. Um, so have you been involved in any television projects? So yeah, so... Uh, so um... For the a lot of the bigger stuff has come from uh, film and stuff like that, uh, but in television, uh, I've done an episode for Sorry Son in Philadelphia, Big Shot, eighteen eighty three, which just uh, came out. Um, so I've I've definitely got my hand a little bit in there, and obviously I was working on uh, Ballers for HBO as uh, in the camera department, and um, yeah, you know, honestly these days television film the line is kind of like blurred between the two especially oh, yeah. with like uh you know certain shows being like an hour long sometimes like an hour and a half for premiere where it's like honestly you're just making like six really like it's just like movies and just yeah. putting them in, in season and saying all right we're good um, yeah. and you know the experience unless you're doing a multi-cam you know if you're doing single camera stuff or even if it's two cameras like you're kind of just, you're in that same system as making a film. Uh, so not a whole lot changes between the two nowadays. 
Um, but yeah, I've definitely, you know, and I would love to do more television, um, rise the, uh, the opportunity, but yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, um, what is, or what would be your dream project in terms Ooh. of, in terms of, um, uh, the genre of film in terms of who would be like co-stars that you absolutely love uh, to be working okay. alongside with, <laughs> alongside with. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's do some manifestation up in here. Um, I will genre. I have not done a horror film or show. Uh, okay. So that would be really fun, especially because I'm a sucker for horror. It's like one of my favorite genres. Um, let's see, actors. Oof, I just watched Severin. So I love John Totoro, obviously, for Big Lebowski and yeah. Severance, all of his other stuff. That that would be cool. Robert Pattinson would be sick. Um, I, I think, oh my God, a, as an actor, like Robert Pattinson is like, like the prototype for like who I would like want to be like you know what I mean um in terms of just the way he's laid out his career I know that's a little sidetracked we'll, we'll get back on track but it's just cool <laughs> how he was like he did Twilight did that and then he went off and did all these independent films which you know he you know I maybe had doubters of his acting abilities uh and he sort of proved them all wrong with like Lighthouse, with Good Time and all this stuff. And then now he's back doing Batman. And like, I don't know, he just had like such a great career. Anyways, back on track. Robert Pattinson, <laughs> let's see. Um, hmm. Let's see. I would love to... Um, Gosh, that uh, was not a... Not a trick question. <laughs> oh my god! It is like I, there's so many people. Um, yeah. Elle Fanning, uh, Dakota, Dakota Fanning. Um, oh my god! Yeah, there's like twenty thousand people I can name off on a list. So I'm gonna spare everyone the uh, time from doing that. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of people I would love to get the chance to work with. Excellent. Okay, so let's move away from, before I wrap up, um, we move away from uh, cinema, anything to do with mm -hmm. cinema. Um, what is some of the fun stuff that you actually do uh, when you're not working? And nice. I, wonder when, I wonder when that is, because you seem to be, <laughs> you seem to be full on. Uh, but yeah, when you're not, when you get that little window, what are some of the fun stuff that you like to do? Yes, that's a great question. Um, yeah, so I love to play guitar. Um, I've been playing guitar for like, oh God, six, seven years now. Um, yeah. And which is great because it's sort of like, uh it's a great thing to be able to do in my downtime because I can you know take a guitar with me uh, if I'm traveling and like you know play a song for like an hour and just like learn practice whatever and it doesn't take away too much from all my other responsibilities um and I've actually played a few shows with my roommate Trevor um Trevor Douglas uh, I was able to back him up and play guitar for him on a few of his shows um and so like that would be like so cool as well to do like a little side thing um 
to play more shows if I ever get the chance to. Outside of that, I also love to read. Um, okay. Reading's great, especially like with all this modeling stuff. As some of the other models are doing their thing, I can just pop out a book and just like sit there and like, next thing I know, they're calling me in. I'm like, oh, wow. All right, let's do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love a good book. Love a good book. Okay. And what, um, you know, obviously you travel a lot um, for work. Uh, so can you like a couple of very, very special and exotic destinations that you may have been to, whether it was while you were filming or whether it was a vacation, uh, something that's like, stands out for you and you know we all have these um ideas that when we travel we go somewhere and you say yeah i'm coming back here for sure uh because this right. has been such a different experience but then of course there are 500 other places that you want to go to so you don't really end up going back to the one that you you said yep i'm coming back this is on my list yeah. to come back again too so just a couple of destinations that really, really um, were special and stood out for you. Well, I think uh, off the top of the head, for starters, Paris. Um, it, I first came out here earlier in the year, in January, and it was the first time ever. And I knew I would love Paris. Um, and I was right. And luckily, lucky, luckily, I've been able to come back a few different times. Um, and so Paris for sure. Uh, let's see. Um, exotic. I mean, I've been to Mexico. Uh, I've been to Vancouver, which is nice. Uh, Vancouver is really nice, especially during the fall, which is where I went when I went. Um, it's just like beautiful, like brown leaves and like, yeah, it's raining, but it's like a nice rain. It's like grab a yeah. cup of coffee, kind of thing, you know? Um, and New York classic, it's not really exotic, but just in terms of destinations, I love New York. Um, uh, ooh, Michigan. Uh, I filmed uh, two different projects in Michigan now. Um, and every time it's just like, it is absolutely crazy how like beautiful, uh, Michigan is. It's, it's, it's wild. Um, so I encourage anyone who may overlook Michigan to go actually check out Michigan and see sort of what beauty lies over there. Okay, yeah, so I haven't been to Michigan, so I should kind of put that on my yes. long list of places that I need to no. go to. So, so have you been to Asia or not yet? Oh my God, not yet. Um, me and my friend Dallas are trying to maybe do something in uh, Asia later this year, that'd be cool. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of wonderful places to go to, even in in Southeast Asia or Asia in general. So oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Any I mean, I can, specifically. Um. Yeah. I mean, Cambodia, Thailand. Um, 
where else? Vietnam, Singapore, of course, I would, I would kind of, Singapore is very, um, it's different. It's not rustic. Mm -hmm. It's like, a it's a first world um, country and a very small, it's beautiful. So uh, you could kind of um, have Singapore as your landing point and then just travel um, to the rest of Asia. There's, there's some incredible beautiful places to to visit so yeah i mean you should yeah definitely try and plan that for um sometime this year now that things are opening up um i don't know if yeah. we can still, still say it's post-covid but um things are kind of getting better so I yeah. think, yeah, Asia would be um, a very interesting continent for you to visit. So if you want awesome. any tips, happy to share with you outside of this podcast, of course. Lovely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, again, I'm, I'm ready to do some traveling and uh, that, that sounds awesome. So I'll for sure have to hit you up about it. Absolutely. Super. It's been so nice talking to you, Seth. Thank you yes. um, for your time. Enjoy the rest of your you said another couple of months in Paris, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, at least in France. Yeah, yeah. In France. Okay, okay. There's a lot to see in France as well. Um, so, oh, yeah. Yeah, so enjoy that. And, um, and then um, good luck with the rest of your career. I'm sure it's going to be a long, exciting one. And um, now that you've mentioned that you also play the guitar, I won't be surprised if, couple of years down the <laughs> line what do we know Seth Lee has his own album <laughs> so... <laughs> maybe maybe I mean, I'm, I mean who knows uh who but yeah, knows? Absolutely. yeah I hope our 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 paths cross again soon I'd love to thank you so much Seth I really enjoyed thank this thank you thank you <laughs> okay. thank you bye, bye. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.